Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, if you and I become so much like the world that we're no different than the world, and we have nothing to offer the world. If you say you're a Christian this morning, and your actions in all kinds of things, anger and bitterness in your heart, drugs, alcohol, and gambling, and in all these different areas, adultery, living and sleeping with somebody, and all the things that are external, if you're doing all of those things, you're no different. And Jesus says, you're useless. When it comes to identity, each person's actions and lifestyle will effectively portray that identity much better than words alone. Whenever we seek services such as healthcare or construction, we would rather rely on a good reputation than mere words. This is especially important when it comes to being the salt and light of the earth. Today in our study, Pastor Mark discusses the importance of remaining pure in our witnessing to the world. We learn that as soon as we lose our flavor, we become less effective as witnesses for the kingdom of Christ. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13, with his continuing study entitled, It's Time to Shine. I remember teaching on this subject came to me last night as I was teaching, probably 30 years, 35 years ago. I got like 20 different kinds of salt shakers and I sent them all out, all different kinds. Some of you like to collect those suckers. I mean, you go, people collect spoons, you collect salt shakers, whatever. And then the next garage sale, they all go out there and somebody pitches them away and whatever, but you enjoy them. Well, if you have all these salt shakers, this could be a 99 center from Walmart or a $500 gold one from somewhere, it's not about the salt shaker. It's about the salt. So it's never about you. It's never about me. It's always about God. Now, this is a dead plan already, so it doesn't matter. All right. (laughs) So danger number one is for the salt to remain in, for you and I, well, just to be quiet. Never really exert any kind of an influence. God didn't put us on this earth and keep us here to keep the things to ourselves. So I have to be here and I have to be an influence in our world, in my world. Are you an influence this morning? Or are you just keeping it to yourself? You remember the student? The student that went up, worked the whole summer, got home and went, made it through that. Nobody even knew I was a Christian. Do people at, at work in your neighborhood know you're a Christian? Oh, yes, Pastor Mark, I got my Calvary sticker on my car. By the way, it's safe to put one of those on now. You, you can put a Calvary sticker on your car. No, that, that's not what we're talking about. 
By the way, you should have one. Great. But that's not it. Do people in your neighborhood know that you stand for Christ? How about at work? Pastor Mark, I've only worked there two years, and I'm not ready yet. Really? Why are you there? Student in school? So we have to be this influence, and danger number one is salt is useless if it stays in the salt shaker. Here's danger number two. Salt is useless if contaminated. Notice what Jesus says. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You see, in those days, it was way different than today. When, when we buy a box of Morton salt or whatever, we know it's just sodium chloride. It's pure. But in those days, they didn't have all those purification processes. So many times there were other minerals mixed with the salt, and sometimes even fillers. Now, if you had other miller, uh, minerals mil- mixed with it and, and it got moist, quite often because sodium chloride easily kind of just evaporates and, and the water just takes it away, you're left with kind of a contaminated mixture of salt, but it's not really salt. So there's all kinds of other stuff in there. And in those days, when that would happen, if it, was, if it got so contaminated, there was hardly any sodium chlorine in it. They just threw it out on the street and you, you, you walked on it. So Jesus says to us, to his disciples, now you're very important, you're salt. But if you lose your saltiness, in other words, if you become contaminated, if you become compromising in your life, then you're useless. Let me give you an example. Anybody here like uh, corn on the cob? Anybody like corn on the cob? Good. We're about time for Zellwood down here in Florida. Now, Zellwood corn is good. It's definitely not as good as from up north and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Just better stuff. I mean, I lived here a long time and I love Florida, but whatever. (laughs) Here's the tri corn, you know, the sweet and the white and whatever. It's delicious. Now, you can silver queen. Good. Uh, you, You get this corn on the cob and... You get this thing, it's hot, you just put it in the microwave. We like to microwave it with the husk on and then take it off and it's just really fresh. You put that butter all over it. Ooh. Oh. And you put this sucker on there. The problem you didn't know, 20% salt, 80% sand. Would you take another bite? Contaminate it. It's not the real thing. This last week, we had an opportunity to prove this spiritually. As you know, our agenda with the schools last year, which we did and this year, was not to have them in this building and try to preach to the kids, play music to the kids. When they come in, you know, subliminally have this thing going on, you must be a Christian, you must be a Christian. Now, some of the emails I got and stuff like, well, they got this agenda there. No, what did we want to do? We wanted to be peacemakers and, and just allow them to come and use our facility because God's blessed us. It's our community. Let them come in. We just charge them for the air conditioning weather. And all you guys, hundreds of you guys made this place go. It was, it was an awesome. There isn't a hidden agenda. We just want them to see that God's good and people can be kind and friendly. And maybe if they don't have a home church, cool. But that was not the agenda. The agenda is just to show that God's good. Now, because of other circumstances, as you know, out of our control, 
school board. I met with the school board on Monday and they came and talked to us and they said that the one requirement to not go to the court uh, would be, well, there was two. One, remove it and go to some other facility. And they said, we don't really want to do that. It's way too late. We, kids were very happy with everything that was done here last year. So we want to keep it here. The other thing is, please cover the cross. That was their request. So I thought about last week's teaching. And last week's teaching was, remember, be a peacemaker, but not at any cost. So what I believe God said to me was, all right, we'll turn the lights off on the cross. But we're not covering the cross. So it wasn't like, we're not covering the cross. (laughs) Some people try to make it like that. You know, and I had the interviews and we went on and we did all these things. And I did the interview with the Channel 2 News and all the reporters are here and all those kind of stuff. And after I did that and saw my face, I said, I ain't doing any more interviews. I have somebody else. So I had Melody do all the interviews. I said, here's what I want you to say. We we are not going to try to pretend we're somebody different than we are. That's not our agenda. We're not trying to preach to these kids. We're just trying to be loving and kind. But we will not. They want us to put a curtain, a black curtain, or balloons over the cross. So sorry. So we'll move the state. We'll do it. We'll do the lights differently. We'll do it over here. They didn't even know about this. (laughs) They were fine with this because they thought it was a dove. (laughs) It's God. So what did we do? We moved this so it wouldn't be offensive to them. That's fine. That didn't change us. So see, you can't be contaminated. It's not in your face. It's just say, loving, kind, we want to do this and that and the other, but here's who, here's who we are. And we just leave it with that. And God had interesting plans for us, didn't he? All over the United States, in the USA today, all these pictures and whatever. And what's in the center of the picture? <laughs> The cross. Cross. Many of the newscasters came. All the channels came. In fact, it was on the news again last night. They were here for one of the graduations. And we treated them kindly. I even gave them uh, DVDs of the services. <laughs> In one of the, I think it was Fox News, I was preaching on the television news. You see... If we just remain who we are, were there people upset? Certainly. That's all right. We know our heart, and we just did it for God. So this morning, you can't be, don't be somebody you're not. Just be salt. Don't dilute yourself. You see, if you and I become so much like the world that we're no different than the world, then we have nothing to offer the world. If you say you're a Christian this morning and your actions in all kinds of things, anger and bitterness in your heart, drugs, alcohol, gambling, and in all these different areas, adultery, living and sleeping with somebody, all the things that are external, if you're doing all of those things, you're no different. And Jesus says, you're useless. So how do I stay pure? Well, I just keep the main thing, the main thing. Is this something that we're interested in? More politics? Let's see how we can... No, we're not, we're not interested in doing any of that. God takes care of all that. We're here. I'm just glad this morning the cross is lit, and we're just going on doing what we did. But we love to offer the community this place. By the way, thanks for being kind. So this morning, remember, when we're here, living in life on this earth, we just have to be true in our character 
true integrity people live out the Beatitudes, practice the principles, be salty, and the world will say, what's going on here? A number of the television guys that came in went like, they live in our county. They said, what is, what is going on here? He said, well, we just have a great group of people. We teach the word and whatever and great kids ministry and youth. And that's what happened. They were shocked. And see, you're not sitting in a gold seat. Your name isn't on it. Okay? But it's just common, private things. Look at verse 14. Jesus says, you're not only salt. He says this. You are the light of the world. Now, we learned a little while ago two words. Let's see if we can remember them. So you got past the salt part, but now he says, you're the light of the world. So what? What does that mean? Well, it's very interesting because Jesus is going to explain to them exactly what it means. Let let me give you an illustration. Light has two implications spiritually. Light is God, spiritual insight, a life of following God. So that's the definition of it. Second, darkness. Satan Spiritual blindness, walking apart from God. So light has an application spiritually. It's not these lights here. It's, it represents, whenever you see light in the Bible, it represents God, basically. And it's spiritual insight and, or a Christian following God. Second, darkness represents Satan and spiritual blindness. So what Jesus is saying is something very important. He's saying to the disciples, you know, I only have to be salt and help with the corruption and cause people to want to thirst for me and, and find out how to quench that thirst. But you're living in a world with spiritual darkness. People are stumbling all around you, looking for answers to life, looking for meaning. They can't find it. So you have to be light. You are going to make a difference. You have to be people of influence. Now, Jesus would say before he left the earth, John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the true source of light this morning is not me, it's God. So Jesus is the true source of our light. Jesus was saying to his disciples, if people will follow me, I'll deal with their sin problem. I'll give them guidance on the path of life. I'll give them purpose, and I'll give them meaning. If you follow me, notice you'll never walk in darkness. That's incredible. I can have a relationship with God, and because before I came to God, I was in the darkness of sin and ignorance and aimlessness, and I just didn't understand, I didn't get life, but God, when he shows his light on me through Jesus Christ, immediately I get life, I get purpose, I get meaning. Now, why would Jesus say to his disciples, notice, Jesus is the true source of light. He says, I'm the source. Why would he say to his disciples, no, you're the light? Well, that's because when he went back to heaven, it was transferred to us. So the next thing you want to write is simply this. Christians are only reflectors of the true light. I am never really the light of the world. Jesus is. And so when he went back to heaven... Because God lives in me, I reflect who he is. So I want to make sure that the light in me is shining and is valid. Now, here's a danger. Just as there was a danger with salt, there's a danger with light. 
First danger you want to write is this. Darkness cannot stand the light. We know the world that Jesus lived in, by and large in his day. The Bible says he came to his own, his own people, but his own people rejected him. So by and large, Jesus was light, but most people, even in Jesus' time, well, they didn't want to follow him. They like darkness more than light. Jesus would say this, the light from heaven came into the world, but they loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. They denied that he was the light. They did more than deny it. They killed him because he said he was the light. It's not changed in our day. By and large, most people in the United States are tolerant of us as Christians. As long as we only go so far, they're tolerant of us. When we take a stand, by the way, you've been reminded just this week by the lawsuit and many, many other things, not just this lawsuit, get this stuff out of your mind. But you, you've been reminded this week, this no longer is a Christian nation. I know you know that. We're post-Christian. Oh no, Pastor Mark, we're post-Christian. And it's going to get worse. So that's why we have to be solid, because it's going to get darker and darker and darker. It's going to get more corrupt, more corrupt. So I need to be really salty and really have a pure light. Just get used to it. That's what Jesus said. If you think the world's going to get better, you don't understand the Bible. The world's going to get worse. Finally, Jesus is going to say, I have to take these people out of here. Then he's going to create a brand new heaven and earth. Before then, we have to be salt and light. It's urgent this morning that we're salt and light. So Jesus says, the people that live in darkness, by and large, they don't like the light because we represent to them. The one thing the cross represents is very simple. I'm guilty. I put Jesus on the cross. People don't like the cross because it says that I need God. Well, that's what it's all about. Now, not only is there a danger that people can't stand the light, but there's a great encouragement this morning. Say, Pastor Mark, it's really going to get bad. I have to be sold. I have to be like that. I'm really afraid. No, next statement. Watch this. Encouragement. Darkness cannot withstand the light. Jesus said it like this. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never dis- extinguish it. Can never extinguish it. Jesus said to his disciples, you are and you will continue to be indispensable. Guys, this morning, your light, darkness is not the final word. Jesus is the final word. Don't condemn, don't complain, don't be afraid of the dark, just shine. Just shine. Don't be discouraged this morning. Don't be discouraged at all. So Jesus says, we are the light, the light of the world. Here's the light. Now, look at verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the circle in the in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine, circle it before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Where are we to let our lights shine? What was the first place I asked you to circle this morning? In the the house. Parent, 
husband, wife, student. Is God shining through you in your house? In other words, the Beatitudes, the principles of God's word. As people watch you as a husband, as a wife, as a student, can they see the character of God coming out of you in the house? That's the primary place to start. We have to shine in our homes. It's critical that we shine there, especially if we have children. We have to shine in our homes. The next place, next verse, I ask you to circle word. What was it? Before who? Before men. So it's not just the house, but I have to, I have to shine everywhere that I go. People have to know by my life that I'm a Christian, that I'm different. Not weird, but I'm different. Now, Pastor Mark, I, I don't really know how to do that. Well, you wait for God to open doors for you. Let me give you a couple examples. Just about a week ago, uh, we finally got the instructions. We have up here, you see myself with Colonel Tim Tarchik. He's of uh, the 920th Air Force Rescue Wing uh, Division out of Patrick. He's one of the colonels that goes to this church. And he called me and he said, we're going to do a civic leaders tour. And uh, you're going to leave on a Thursday morning, come back on a Friday, and I'm going to fly this big airplane, uh, uh, Air Force airplane, and I'm going to fly up north and do some stuff, see another base, and you're going to be able to react with all these people in there. We're going to just show you what the Air Force does and the Reserve does and all those kind of things. Second picture. So I, I went and I looked at this and I went, this is good. There's one more picture coming. And uh, here I am. In case I fail as a pastor, I have a, I have a second job. You guys just didn't know this. <laughs> Don't you feel safe with me behind... Yeah, right. Now, so Thursday morning, got about 5.30, head out to the base, get there at 7 o'clock. And here's all these civic leaders, about 15 people. I don't know any of them. Of course, they don't know me. And uh, there's mayors from around here and big business owners and corporate people and all kinds of people that just this mixture uh, of different people in Brevard County. And we're going to spend the next uh, day and a half together. So I, I just said to God, okay, I got it. And we got on the plane. And we all had our name tags. And I sat them down. And I said this. Now, during the next 36 hours, you're going to come to Christ. <laughs> I got you on the plane. And man, I put that beamer on and I just went right to their face. And I said, I'm the light of the world. And Jesus loves you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and you are going to come to Christ. For those of you getting ready to turn off your internet, no, I did not do that. That's weird and stupid. Today, in our continuing study of the Sermon on the Mount, Pastor Mark taught us about what it means to be the salt and light of the earth. Focusing primarily on how we witness to others, we learn the importance of remaining pure and separate from the rest of the world. In our study, Pastor Mark also warned us of just how detrimental it is to our witness when we make compromises and become similar to the world. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will continue with us in this reflection on what it means to be the salt and light of the earth. In our study, we'll learn the importance of being ready and willing to plant seeds in the hearts of others at any given moment. Pastor Mark will teach us that by being ready and willing at all times, we can live more effectively as lights of truth in a world that lives in darkness. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Yeah.